Welcome back to Tales from the Bolterlands, the podcast to see what the Bolter Club has instigated this week. Once again, I'm your host, Jared, and welcome to episode five. We got F's in the chat, boys. F's in the chat. Tonight, we are talking a little rumor and innuendo on gaming this week. It seems there's a few things going down around this industry of ours. We're going to take a little scratch at it a little bit, see what we can come up with. The main event on tonight's card, though, we are going to announce the first Vulture Club worldwide web release of exclusive content for Dust 1947. We call it the Pretty Okay Mix, Volume 1, and it's free. That's right, free. My favorite F word and yours. It's a three-pack scenario to use for grid play in Dust 1947. We're going to break it down for you in the episode a little more and tell you what the Pretty Okay Mix is is and spend a little time on how it came to be and how we got this far as always i'll check back in with you on the outro share a little thoughts come up and i'll send you home with that peaceful and easy feeling you know you want to hear so for now on with the show here we are again with the good brothers i want to welcome all my good brothers here tonight with the with the good brother factor of 10 tonight joining us again good brother josh hello good brother Scott waterford and good brother ben hello hi thanks for joining us tonight and uh we got a couple things to cover but right now i want to kick it off with uh find out what we've all been up to josh we haven't heard from you in a, in a couple weeks so what you how are you hobby living these days? Oh, it's been good. I've actually been working on uh, an Imperial Knight from uh, from Games Workshop. I've got uh, four big knights and four little knights, and I finally started painting one. So I've got a color scheme, and I'm working that out and share that with you guys once I get it to a point where it actually looks like it's a <laughs> a single model with some paint on it. Yeah, so didn't fire. happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 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 but also Scott, uh, how about some, you? Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. you off. Also doing some Age of Sigmar with my stepson Ben. So playing some games as he's testing out a new army. So having a lot of fun with that as well. Very strong. Brother Scott, what you been up to? Uh well, first off, Josh, I'd like to say uh congratulations. Now you can finally stand toe-to-toe with the likes of El Generico and El Iconico, and we can stand off at our nightly houses. So mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, yes. I can't wait to see that. Uh, as to what I've been doing, I just want to let you guys know I have I have defeated. I am I am officially the ghost of Tsushima. The game has been defeated, put about maybe 45 hours into it, and it is a wow. quality game. Don't worry, Jared. You're probably getting it for some holiday that I'm going to make up here in the next three weeks because I think you need something that's going to waste your time, you know, like any good hobby is. And that's pretty much what I've been up to. The standard art stuff. Uh, put out another one today. But, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but nothing too crazy or exciting. Awesome. Brother Ben, how you hobby living? 
I'm just finishing up the last of my Tyranids and uh, getting ready to break open all those uh, sweet new boxes of the Adeptus Sororitas for the wife. Uh, Devin's been uh, pushing me here to try to get some of that stuff, so she's got something to paint. So I got to get get. I got a job now, second job. <laughs> He's like build, building models, little little sweatshop here in Sun Prairie, but everything's well, fine. I could kick, I could uh, kick a couple kits your way though if you're open. You know, you're going to hang your shingle. You know, <laughs> kits built here. That's right. Make some good use of that isolation time. Turn it into money. Can use a little <laughs> bit of that. We'll see though. Better, no, I'm looking forward to it. Really nice, really nice kits. You better, you better watch out. Your wife will go all uh, arco-flagellant on you if you don't finish those kits fast enough for her. Yeah, that was the saddest thing. That that was her favorite-looking unit. And it's like you find out something about a spouse when they start <laughs> picking out Warhammer 40K units. And it's like, what is she into? Well, apparently arco-flagellants. There you go. She, she likes the whips, and she likes dark Eldar. Ben, is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> apparently. Stay, happens in Sun Prairie, stays in Sun Prairie. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a bedroom community. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, well, I guess I'll bring it home. Uh, I've been busy. Uh, I've been uh, cursing out Jarvis, uh, my oldest uh, Ender 3 Pro printer. He's been putting up a fight. I'm trying to, cal uh, not so much calibrate, trying to get the print area leveled out. I'm having some issues. I got to work on my touch a little bit. My homegirl Friday, my other uh, Ender 3 printer, she's rocking it hard. Uh, I've got my prototype finished for my uh, Dust Mercenary Service Station scenario I'm, I'm working on. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I am going to make some changes. I've considered it my prototype. So the second one, um, I'm going to put those changes to it and get it a little closer dialed in to where I want it as far as the, the landscape and how much it takes up the table. Um, I've started my new secret project. Uh, I, I got a hookup from a mutual friend of ours that will remain nameless. To, uh, the, the names of the innocent will, are changed to protect them. Uh, but uh, I'm working on uh, a little something and I'm just to throw a hint out there for you old school fans. It's, uh, it's going to lack negative waves. That's all I'm going to say about it for right now. Uh, I do have some love to, uh, to give. Uh, good Brother Ben hooked me up with a sweet, sweet, too sweet uh, uh, birthday present. He got me, uh, he hooked me up with uh, the Vex uh, Machinator. And my, I'm a little rusty on my high gothic, so I probably butchered that. But it's the Archlord. Uh, discordant and he also hooked me up with the master of executions uh he and i are going to be jumping in some ninth edition and i'll be his tag team partner until he turns on me and kicks me through a barbershop window uh <laughs> but uh awesome. I'm, gonna go, I'm looking forward to, to learning some ninth and seeing some of the changes oh yeah uh, i also have uh i want to do a quick shout out to uh Internet cats. Internet cats. Shout out internet cats. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, they uh, they were trying to to gouge those Indominus Crusade boxes for a premium online, only to find out that GW was going to you know do build the order for anybody who was looking for one. So <laughs> maybe F's, next F's time, in boys. The chat, boys. F's in the chat. 
F's in the chats. So, <laughs> all right. So, I think one of the things we, we're going to spend some a chunk of tonight's episode on is uh, we had an idea as a group, and we decided we wanted to put some content out there uh, for everybody's favorite F word, free, to uh, give some some folks something to play. You know, we kind of want to start a, a a small gaming movement, you know, hashtag take back the tabletops. You know, we can't play in the store. We can't go and hang out on Thursday nights like we uh, normally could due to the situation that, you know, the way things are right now. And we know that some people, uh, you know, some people can play in their house. They've got a situation where they feel comfortable and they can maybe have somebody over or have someone there that they can play games with. Uh, and, you know, some folks, uh, I've been playing uh, some online games uh, here in town. Uh, Josh and I got one in. I got a bunch in with uh, Wild Bill, one of our uh, one of our faithful. He's a good brother from Indianapolis. Shout out uh, to Wild playing. Bill. Shout out. Shout out to Wild Bill. Shout out. Uh, we got a uh, uh, he's a always a good time playing with Bill and he's been hosting you know, like he set up his iPad and had a great look at the table and I sent him my list and he would proxy it the best he could and we would just track our movements. We went, you know, we uh, went ABCD, you know, down the, the we played on grid and laid out letters and then put numbers up one side. And we just called our moves like, okay, I'm, I'm going to walk on from A1. And I'm going to end up on C2. And we, we played a game and it was awesome. And he, uh, uh, I put my camera from my phone on my dice tray. So he saw my dice rolls and I saw his because he had his whole camera on the board. And we had a blast. We, we did a best out of three. He got me straight up. I played my part. I did what I was supposed to do, and my dice, as usual, decided not to show up. But that's that's the cross that I bear. Uh, but I'm not bitter about it because I had a blast, and I can't wait to do it again. Uh, so, again, back to that point, we just want to throw some extra content out there. Uh, we want to release, uh, we're calling it the World Wide Web release of the Bolter Club's Pretty Okay Mix Volume 1. And what it is, it's going to be... Uh, a file, a PDF file that you can download from our Facebook site, uh, The Bolter Club on Facebook. And it's just content there. You can grab it and play with it. Uh, all of the, these are missions that we have taken from our dust days uh, from uh, since we started. We started playing dust. Uh, so that their, their missions are from three different dust days. Uh, it's a mix. You got a big game, like a big hundred-point game. Uh, you've got a 50-point game that's a part one and part two, and a third mission, I believe, was written for 50 points, but it's very flexible. You can you can adjust the points how you want to on that one. You can adjust the points on all of them, but we just suggest a certain point to get you rolling. Uh, so, just to to explain. A little bit of what we're doing here. Um, again, it's zero cost. It costs you nothing other than your time to go to Facebook and download the file uh, 
from there. Um, we want you to, you know, just splash around in some of the some of the uh, kiddie pool that we've been splashing in. And take it for a ride. Tell us what you think. Um, you know, get your beak wet a little bit, a little bit on some of that sweet, sweet, too sweet. Both <laughs> the club magic. So, so what we're gonna do is, uh, I'm gonna real quick. I'm, I'm gonna cover the missions that are in this packet, just to kind of give you an idea of what what we're talking about and where they came from. Because a couple of them, I'm pretty sure I stole from somebody else, just full transparency. So uh, we felt uh, the first mission in there, uh, I like trains, always have, can't really explain why, it is due. Uh, the first mission is a throwback to uh, my first Dust event I played at Adepticon. Uh, I think three years ago now, and uh, Brian, uh, who was hosting the event for Dust, came up with this mission, and it's a train robbing mission. The train enters from one side of the board, runs down the center of the table, and the game is over when it leaves. What you're trying to do is you're trying to board the train and get intel off of it. Now, um, I really dug the mission. I thought it was super cool. And when we came home from Adepticon, so that's like March. And I think our, our first dust day was a month or two after that. And we just tweaked it a little bit. The mission was solid from Adepticon, but I wanted, um, I wanted to put a little spin on it. So we changed it up a little bit. So in this mission, and all these missions that are in this packet, these are all things you can play if you've got the starters. If you've got the trees and the impassable terrain, you can wing it. I mean, you can put together your uh, your grid map and play it. We have uh, on the missions, there will be, uh, everything will be marked out where to put the, the, the terrain um, to, just to kind of help you out. And on this particular mission, like I said, the train will run down the center of the table. We don't expect everyone to go buy train tracks and lay it down uh, or buy, even buy a train and do it. But the train itself is a one by two grid and it always moves two squares. So uh, the mission will explain how it moves, when it moves and all that fun stuff. Uh, that particular mission, the entire train track, that center lane, is considered to be an objective, so it follows the airborne uh, drop rules. Certain armies, like the uh, the um, the Falschmager, have rules where they can they can drop in a certain distance, just like the the SSU uh, KB forty seven platoon, the Schmersch, They have to you know maintain a certain distance from when they drop in next to an objective. Uh, that's one of the things that we added to it and how you score because you want to get to the train, pull things off, and it's going to be random what they're worth because you don't have time to dig through the pages to figure out what you have. You're going to find something you think is valuable. It, that's You're going to roll a dice to see what you find after the game is over. Um, if, if you're holding the intelligence dirt at the end of the game, it counts. 
um, if you want to secure the intelligence, you have to take it off the train and take it back to your edge of the table. And basically, you know, you run it back and, and it, you can't lose it. It can't, you know, if your unit is holding it, and let's say you're standing out in the middle of the table and they get gunned down, then it drops. You'll, you'll place like a little counter or a coin to mark the square where it's at, and then somebody else can come pick it up, you or your opponent. You can play this mission as a, as a team game if you have uh, friends that, that you've got over and they're, they're part of your isolation pod. By all means, man, have fun with it. You know, stretch it out a little bit. We want you to have a good time. We just want to give you something else to play and uh, to mix things up a bit. Um, I'm going to ask uh, my good brothers if I left anything out or anything I should be bringing up about this one. I may have overlooked. No, no, I think you captured it. And um, I just gonna, wanted to comment that I, I really enjoyed this particular mission, especially because you had to take an action to grab something off the train and you still didn't know until the end of the game whether you had what you were looking for. I thought that was a really nice touch to kind of even, you know, kind of even the odds in some cases for people that had maybe faster armies, but you don't have a guaranteed win because you may not have found anything. So, yeah, the, you, you've got something. You just don't know how valuable it is. Right. The, uh, the other thing I've, I, I guess I've, I forgot to mention, these missions were part of a of a um, of a narrative, and we're kind of pulling them out a little bit. These missions, when you see them, they're going to have a location, they're going to have a um, uh, a narrative to it, part of the story. When we do our dust days, we have uh, the the first part one side of the page is, is our narrative and our story. And then you flip it over and then there's the, the mission and the, the map of where everything is. Um, some of our games, most of the terrain is fixed, but you may, there might be a section on there where you'll take turns deploying uh, ammo crates or tank traps or additional uh, trees or rocks or cover things along that line. Uh, uh, we had a blast with this one. Uh, I, I had printed up some train tracks for the tables and uh, put some train cars on there. And the, we, I was one of the few times where I got it right, where the train cars fit the ammo boxes perfectly. You could stack them in there. So the players would run up and to symbolize them uh, uh, taking intelligence off the train, we had these special painted you know, colored uh, uh, ammo crates that they could uh, return and hold on to for the scoring. Uh, the next mission is, it's a part one and a part two. You're gonna play this mission. It's, uh, we suggest, we built it for 50 points. And in the part one, the two players are gonna nominate a, uh, a, a basically a heroic squad. And it could have a character in it, that's fine. Um, and Everything that that squad, that nominated squad, does is going to be uh, have more of an impact. You're still playing dust; they don't get any crazy abilities, anything like that. It's just that the, the things they knock down are going to score you more points for that mission. The results of part one immediately affect part two and how part two uh, stands out. I don't want to give anything away. Um, on this one, this one's worth the read. 
and uh, we we put a lot of thought into it, and we we play tested it, and we, a lot of folks had a really good time with it. Um, uh, this mission came from our our trilogy of the Vril is not enough, uh, and we had um, uh, Gregoire and Alicia came to our dust day, and they had a chance to play this one too, uh, and they had a good time with it. Uh, we had our structure. We structure our dust days uh, in a in a in a kind of movie or even a game format. And so we had uh, a poster of Gregoire as 007, and all of the 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 missions were kind of spy themed, based around spy movies. Uh, the third mission is from the Saboteurs of the Lost Crusade. Part one. This was our our last dust day before we had to lock everything down, and it's called Burning the Midnight Oasis. In this mission, uh, we I think we recommended it to be fifty points to start, and the players start in the corners, and they are basically uh, following up a lead from the Ook from Marrakesh. He was the villain in our dust day. Uh, in our of that this uh, the midnight oasis was one of the one of the three missions in that storyline and the players are trying to search the oasis to see if the legends are true so we purposely built this mission to where the players would not see each other through normal moves on turn one and because they're coming in at the corners it's going to give them some flexibility to start to to do that dance of death that the dust 1947 has where, you know, if you stick your head out too far, you'll, it will get shot off. So uh, the waters have some, some uh, mystic powers to them and the mission will go into that uh, more and more. Again, I don't want to spoil it. I want folks to be able to check it out and we would love to hear your thoughts. You can always uh, tell us what you think on our, our Facebook site, the Bolter club. I'm going to uh, open it back up to the my co-hosts to see, get their thoughts, impressions, see if I left anything out. Yeah, I don't think you left anything out. Uh, again, lots of uh, lots of fun times playing these missions, uh, especially the Tin Soldiers. It's a really interesting dynamic, depending on you know who you choose in the first mission, you know, because it it's drastically affects your force in the second mission, depending on how, how things roll out. So. Definitely uh, an interesting tactical um, scenario mix, which is awesome. Yeah, shout out to our yeah. boy Tim. Uh, shout out to uh, Tim. Shout out to Tim. Uh, just That's for Tim. the uh, Tim Soldiers Part Two, spies very powerful. Just gonna throw that out there. Very powerful. Yeah, he rocks the Donner like no one else. <laughs> Legendary status. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, let's see. So if we're going to put this content out, like let's have a party, let's do something with it. Right. So I, I, I made a small request, uh, with dust USA, our boy, Gregoire, shout out to Gregoire. Shout out to Gregoire. Gregoire. Uh, I asked him if it was okay, if we could use the endless war, uh, website. Uh, this is the link when you get your newsletter from Dust, and they they share the news. They give you a cool story. 
they give you a scenario to play. And then towards the bottom, they, there's a link where you click on that to record your the results of your game. And what we want to do is we want to have, you know, if we're going to put this content out there. And what we want to do is we want to uh, highlight one of the missions uh, and say, okay, guys, here's the post. We're going to play Throw Magda from the train. And this is the territory that we're fighting over. It'll be listed on the post on our Facebook page. And then you guys go play a game. you got two weeks to get that game in. And by participating, you play your game. You All we're asking is, in return, we have a little contest we want to do. If you take a, a screenshot of these of the screen that comes up when you confirm that you've put in your results of the of the match and this is for each participant win or lose uh get a screenshot of that and then post that screenshot and a selfie of you playing that mission you know we just want you to sh you know show that hey we're out there we're having a good time we're mixing it up we're rolling dice we're hanging with our friends um, or, you know, in the case if it's a remote game, if you're playing, you know, online and you're playing off each other's camera, you know, take a screen grab you know, of each other playing the game. Post that on the, 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 the mission week uh, in that post, and you will be entered in a random draw for uh, we're, we're going to play all three missions with two weeks per mission to get those games in. We're going to do a random drawing of everyone that participated in there, and they're going to we're going to pick one for everyone, and they're going to win a custom Scott Waterford Dust 1947 poster. If you're oh, yeah. a fan of Dust, if you're a fan of Dust and you are on Paulo's official Dust page, you've seen his work over the years. He's always kicking something out that's awesome, and he just gets better and better. Uh, so you'll be able. We're going to work it out. We're going to uh, uh, we're going to show you the poster that you can win. Um, we're going to share that out there as we do it. We've got a little bit of padding of time because we're going to launch it, and that's going to give us two weeks to figure it out and then share it with you guys. So just keep you know full transparency. We don't have everything drawn up, but we're really close. Um, I'm a little jealous. I got two spots left on my wall. So I'm going to have to figure something out. I need to get me one too, but uh, we're definitely looking forward to uh, seeing people play and have a good time with it. Uh, and, you know, we want to, you know, drive a little bit, you know, the people driving back to the website. Let's get those results in. Let's see if we can change that, ne that next dust map, you know, in the next book that comes out. Uh, and bottom line, just want folks to have a good time. You know, hashtag take the tabletops back. Just want to get out there, get some games in. Uh, and like I said, even if you can't do it in person, we can still call our people and check in on them, and maybe we can roll something up. It'll take a little bit of finagling maybe. Maybe got to, you know, find a safe shelf to put the, the iPad tablet. <laughs> we don't want to fall it over. You know, please nobody get too, too destructive. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we just want folks to have a good time with it. Um, but that's pretty much, that's what we want to do. We just want to throw a party. Uh, if folks like it and they dig what, what they, what they see, 
there might be a volume two pretty okay mix and we'll, we'll just kind of keep it going uh we do like to uh tinker with with scenarios and a lot of us have been playing strategy games for a lot of years and we like to borrow elements of things that we find here and there and mix them up and put them out there in a new way uh good brothers you guys have anything you want to add I was just going to add that, um, you know, for each mission, you were going to post a location as well. So that's that's kind of a, a, I think, a neat concept where everybody will submit results for a particular location. And, and then that way, perhaps affect the map. It reminds me of a lot of old online campaigns like the Eye of Terror from Games Workshop or something where people submit results to a location and we see what happens. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I really uh, and. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in there just uh just off the top of my head. I'm always curious how people from different places approach the game. You know, we uh you know, dust for me is about having a good time, but having a challenge at the same time. Like I don't have to win my games. What I have to do is have a good time. And I like playing with you know new new people. You know, I was so excited to be able to participate in the Dusty Dinner last year and met a bunch of folks from all over the country. It was a blast, and I can't wait till we can all do it again. And uh, but I'm always curious on how people build their lists and build their forces and how they approach the game. Uh, you know, because I'm a big fan of rule of cool. Like if I see an awesome model, I'm going to chase it. And I don't necessarily have to know what it does. If it looks cool, I want to play with it. Um, I know that some folks see it a little different and they want to maximize the minutes and they want to build the most efficient force they can and maximize those points. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We'll meet somewhere in the middle. But if, if people will, along with their participation uh, post, you know, with the, you know, having the, the screen captures and having the pick, to, you know, do a quick uh, uh, grab and post their army uh, of what they used, and, and it's great if you just want to copy off the, from the the Dustin list and and throw it in that in that same thread. I'm going to do a second contest, and wh whoever puts in an army list, we're going to do a separate drawing, and we'll throw a little something their way. We'll send it out their way. Uh, it might just be a you know a cool dust sticker. It, you know, I'm like, we'll, we'll figure that part out. It's no one's going to get rich off this. We're not going to be driving Lincoln's and showing up with bags of cash to your house. Unfortunately, uh, you know, maybe we can really spin this up without getting sued into oblivion for taking somebody else's IP. We might be able to do that eventually. So I'd never say never, but definitely not right now. All righty. So with that said, gentlemen, uh, normally for fans that follow the, the, the podcast, I like to throw a little little something in the outro because uh, as the Bolter Club, as Tales from the Bolter Lands, you know, we do have a find a friend service that we like to provide. If you don't have a friend, we will find a friend for you. And what we would like to do, time and schedules and real life permitting, if you're, uh, if you're a faithful fan of Dust 1947, and you don't have the ability to get a game in during this release party, 
we will do everything we can to virtually find you a friend to play. And what that might mean is that I might be hosting an online game and you'll have to send me a list and I'll get somebody else to send me their list and we have to get the schedules to align. We all have to be able to have a couple hours together and I can host the game. I can put the models down on my table. You'll be looking at your camera, seeing my table, and then we'll have, you know, we'll ask that you put your camera on your dice tray. So you can, at home, you can build the table because we'll be playing the missions from uh, the Pretty Okay uh, Volume 1 mix. The uh, So you can play along with us. We'll be calling out our movements, or you can kick back with your list in your hand, cold frosty beverage in the other one, and call the ball. You tell me where to put the models, and we'll shuffle it through, and you roll your dice. Um, card subject to change. I can't guarantee it for everybody because, again, let's just be real. It's, you know, we all have to get everything aligned to do it, but we will try our best to help you get your game in. But it, you got to be realistic with schedules. You know, you can't say, hey, man, I, I can only play from 11 o'clock at night to, to 2 in the morning. That might be tough. You know, not everybody can pull that out, you know, or I can only play on Mondays from four to five or something like that. It's, we have to be real about it. But uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, like I said, bottom line, just want folks to have a good time, play some games. With that said, um, that's all I really had to say about this one. So I'm going to turn it over to my good brothers. Uh, we're getting the go-home cue. You guys have any shout-outs or callbacks? Uh, anything you want to let the people know about, anything you want to push, mention, plug. Good brother Josh, you're up first. I'm looking forward to this uh, this uh, pretty okay mix because uh, my stepson Ben and I have been decorating our office with various game artwork and posters as well as newspaper clippings from 1947 that we've got talking about Babylon and abominations. So we got plenty of wall space here for a poster. We're looking forward to this. And uh, I was also going to do a shout out to uh, a, a game, Necromunda Underhive Wars, coming out in Steam September 8th. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, if you've ever played Necromunda or skirmish games, this might be right up your alley. You can check it out on Steam from Rogue Factor, and uh, it looks really interesting. So, And also, since you and Ben had talked about jumping into 9th edition 40K, just yesterday they released a uh, FAQ, FAQ errata for some of the... Uh, 40k rulebook as well as updating the power level for the units which would be really useful for crusade games so keep that in mind Ooh, reading to do all right brother ben you're up next well i just wanted to uh, say that that train mission is a lot of fun it was like my first dust day mission and uh, i am here by officially throwing the gauntlet down back to scott I need a rematch at 50 points against your Luftwaffe drop list because uh, I'm much better now than I used to be, and I might have a chance against it. So I'm looking forward to playing you against that one. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll throw it down with that. I will do my best Thomas the Tank Engine impression and completely roll over you again. It's all good. For what it's worth, though, for what it's worth, that was the last game I won. So, you know, it's been a while. <laughs> Maybe I should feel privileged, right? <laughs> uh, Scott, you got anything? 
Uh, no, uh, just pretty much, you know, like we're all about trying to get people to, you know, engage with the community here. And this is the way the Boulder Club is trying to, you know, you know, take tabletop back. We're trying to bring things, bring people into the fold, keep things relevant. Uh, I know that as things are right now, things are kind of messed up and there's no real time as to when they're ever going to really get back to normal. And for those of us that try to play tabletop games, you know, we have to sort of adapt with the times. So uh, if you have any questions about trying to get this stuff set up for uh, like the, the virtual games or anything like that, you know, talk to us at the Bolter club. Uh, we'll probably be more than happy to, try to set something up with you to get you to work out because uh, you know, we want to make friends as much as we are not very friendly. We do like talking to people and, you know, I like to lose to new and interesting people. So, you know, I got, I got to make that list a little bit longer. So hit us up and uh, you know, say hi or not, you know, whatever. That's cool too. <laughs> awesome. Well, I tell you, you know, one of the things I forgot to mention earlier was I'd heard a rumor that uh, things were starting to move a little bit in Hong Kong. And uh, Josh and I went in together on an order for some of those uh, mercenary mortar teams mm -hmm. and a little uh, pillar of the old ones magic mixed in yes. as well. So we are uh, for uh, uh, those that didn't know, Josh is my brother of the, uh, Mustafa Brothers Coalition uh, were the ones that, and this may not have been a great idea, but it seemed okay <laughs> at the time. We ran into Gen Con with, a, with our bags over our shoulders and ran up behind the dust booth, put on fezzes and shades and pulled out our dynamite sticks that we 3D printed and painted and assaulted uh, the, the booth. Yeah, and, uh, in particular. <laughs> yeah, you, you may have seen the picture where we, where Paolo caught us, and uh, so he and I did a did a one day uh, tour. We drew, got up early, drove to Gen Con, uh, ambushed the the booth, went and played the event, got in the car and drove right back home. You know, from Madison, Wisconsin, to Indianapolis and back, and then. Uh, Josh jumped on when he got home, like three hours later, jumped on a plane and went to Alaska. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's how we roll. We can't always explain it, but it's, it's what we do. It was, it was a uh, whirlwind tour 2019. Exactly. Yeah. Came home with a bunch of mercs. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, thank you, my good brothers for joining me tonight. Uh, appreciate you taking time out, spending it with me. Uh, just, uh, gonna wrap it up and say hey everybody uh you know keep it going keep track of your peeps check in on them make sure they're doing all right it means a lot man to get that call just someone to say hey man just thinking about you you know just just spread that love around and and uh you know it'll come back to you i guarantee it so with that i'll say good night everyone be well catch you next time good night brothers good night everybody Adios. Thanks again to my good brothers from other mothers, Josh, Ben, and the internet sensation himself, Scott Waterford. 
for again playing along on this episode. As we have mentioned earlier, you can find us on our Facebook page, The Bolter Club. Come on by and take part in our gaming community. Leave us a note on what in gaming or what you want to hear more about on the podcast. You can also find me on my Twitter machine at Bolter Club. One word. If you like what you heard and you want to hear a little more, hit that like button. Be sure to tell a friend about us and smash the hell out of that share button for, for some more Tales from the Bolterlands. As always, if you don't have a friend, well, we're going to do what we can for you. You can find Tales from the Bolterland. This just in. You can now enjoy Tales from the Bolterlands on Applecast. That's right. Apple Podcast. The good brothers from the Bolter Club have finally sold out to the man. Well, it had to happen sometime. Just like every podcast you've ever heard, please review, rate, and subscribe. We have no illusions of making some Joe Rogan money on this hobby cast. We just want to spread that signal out and meet hobbyists like yourself. You can still find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, and Anchor. Take a minute to put in a review. We'd still appreciate it if you did. Please continue to be a good brother, a good sister for your community during these trying times. And remember, folks, peace, love, and good gaming all around. We'll catch you next time. Uh, I give it a solid five out of seven. It was pretty okay. You know, you get these people who started in eighth because that was kind of a, a way back in for you know, some of the old players. And, but for the new players who only known eighth, they're flabbergasted at the changes in ninth. And all of us old veterans are going like, yeah, whatever you thought was good and put on all your models in eighth is going to be what you're ripping off and replacing with the next thing. You know, like well, you're already I, I calling it. ninth edition, the Melta edition because the multi Melta got like, redonkulous improvements it's oh it's two shots now and it's you know not roll two dice take the highest it's you know got a minimum or add two or something like that it's some you know it's going to be awesome just so happens that the space marines have a whole bunch of new stuff that has melt on it multi melt is on it but you know that's the way it's going to go and all the rest of us, the old veterans are like, yep, rip off your plasma guns, put on the Melta, because <laughs> that's the deal. That's all Suddenly, the salamanders are really fucking popular again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, the first real live in-person tournament they have when, like, 65 or 70% of the Space Marine players are salamanders for the ninth edition, and everybody would be telling you that story about, oh, I've been playing them for years, even though they sucked ass, and that's always been mm-hmm. my favorite deal. And, yeah, I know the paint's still wet, but I've been playing this for 15 years, salamanders forever. I got the ink right here to prove it. You know, it's like, no. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. Iron Hands army at the end of 8th edition was was brand new <laughs> no battle damage on those models <laughs> <laughs> well really the iron hands that was merely that was merely the base coat for what would be the salamanders okay yeah, the, the, right. the, the black makes an amazing base coat i should know my <laughs> raven guard for a time i was just like do i want to make them iron hands i mean they're all kind of the same yeah, nothing like that. Seventy-five percent global win rate to uh, draw in the uh, draw in that 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 crowd. 
I mean, can you imagine even if we'd had the ability to like be playing and it's like you show up on your, your Warhammer night and it's like, oh, look, I got five people to play and four of them are, are playing Iron Hands. Uh, all four of them are painted differently, but they're all playing Iron Hands. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm yeah. good, bro. I'll play, I'll play the Orc player. How about that? We'll have some oh, fun. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Jared again. Before we recorded the podcast, I saw on the Twitter that uh, James Sugar Bear Harris, a.k.a. Kamala, the Ugandan giant, had passed away at the age of 70. Uh, As if you couldn't already tell from the sound of my voice, I grew up in the South. I am Memphis born and Memphis raised. And when he came on the scene uh, when I was a kid on and terrorizing Jerry the King Lawler and the whole Memphis territory. It was a sight to see. This guy was as big as a house and just scary as all get out. Turns out the guy was a gentle giant and a sweet dude to know. And and uh, he had a hell of a career, man. He went started out in the Memphis territory, went to Mid-South, went to Texas, and eventually ended up in WWF with some legendary matches with The Undertaker and the guy was just, he knew how to entertain. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, everyone hates to see a, a childhood memory or someone from their, you know, youth pass on. But, you know, I just want to celebrate the man. It was, he was a hell of an entertainer. He gave me and my family tons of, of excitement and joy. And I, I wish him well on his new journey.